Wow. <laughs> Am I okay here? Am I safe? <laughs> Hi. So many familiar faces. <laughs> Good to see everybody. How's everyone doing? You know what I like about this place? The people here know how to worship. That's you. <laughs> We're going to start looking around like, who's he talking about? <laughs> you guys know how to worship. I, I leaned over to uh, one of my team and I was like, hey, what do you like about the worship here? And, and I, this is, I've been asking that question for five years of, of team members who travel with me. This is the very first time anyone's ever pointed at the congregation and said, that's what I like about the worship here. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool because <laughs> normally they're like oh man i just love the worship later this this so anointed or you know they'll say something like that and then it's like these people love to worship you know <laughs> you know i i learned something last time i was in scotland yeah i did I, I try to learn something everywhere I go, and, but my friend Jan, she taught me something. We, I remember we were in Tran Church, we were downstairs, and, and uh, we were getting ready for the service. And we were just, everyone's just sitting around the tables eating supper right before the service. And she gets up, and she stands against the wall, and she announces what time it is. Am I doing this right? And she, just, she announces, it's drink o'clock. It's drink o'clock. And so my wife and I, especially when we're having bad days, nobody ever has bad days here, but um, when we have bad days, my, one of us will say, it's drink o'clock. <laughs> it's always a good time. It's always a good time. <laughs> what, what time is it exactly? <laughs> Jan, I thought it was drink o'clock. <laughs> so we could just take a drink of his goodness. I have a great, great team with me, um, and I'd like to introduce them because they mean a lot to me. Um, obviously, my incredible, beautiful, anointed wife, Jessica. <laughs> Jessica's awesome. She's just probably the best thing that happened to me outside of Jesus. And, and uh, she, she is a great mother. She's a super anointed preacher, and it's true. You know what I love about women? They belong in ministry. It's absolutely true. If you've heard otherwise, it's not true. Um, (laughs) And that's all I'll be doing on that. (laughs) If you have questions, come Wednesday, and Andy will answer all the questions. (laughs) So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say a bunch of controversial things this morning and address you to go to Wednesday night and ask questions. Um, (laughs) This is going to be fun, right? I could just say a bunch of things and not explain any of them today. Like drink o'clock. Some of you are going, what is he talking about? What is drink o'clock? Wednesday night, quarter past seven. some of you know that my wife and I own a cafe in Redding, California. Uh, it, it, 
apparently it's an excellent cafe. Um, and uh, we have the privilege of just really just loving our, our team really well. And we have, we have about 15 employees right now. And, and it's, you know, we started out with four and, you know, we're, we're, we're growing. And so God's just, God's hand's been on our business. And so now we have 15, but one of our original employees, Sarah, is here with us. And uh, she's been with us from, since the very beginning. And she had, she had a dream that she was with us in Europe. And um, was it with us in Europe or that you were just in Europe? You're in Europe. Whoa. <laughs> it snuck away from me. And so, so we were, we said, hey, we're actually headed to Europe. And so Jess and her started conspiring. And uh, we decided she's going to come with us. And she's been amazing, prophesying, having a great time. Uh, and she's, not, she's not necessarily a school ministry student, but she acts like it. <laughs> We love we love you, Sarah. And some of you guys know this next gentleman. His name is Colin Ross. He he is a Scot. <laughs> I've I've actually gr- fallen in love with this guy. Uh, when my my intern last year, who some of you probably remember, Walter. You guys remember Walter? Everybody loves Walter. I'll go places and they're like, is Walter coming? I'm like, I'm coming. Does that even matter? <laughs> You're like, we want the Walter one. He's nice. <laughs> but Walter came, came to me at the end of last year and he said, hey, there's a guy that I really think he should have intern for you next year. I wasn't planning on taking an intern. And, and he said, you need to meet with this guy. And I, and I met with him. And, and immediately I was like, yeah, this, this, guy's, this guy's the real deal. He's... He's carrying an anointing for, for a nation. And, and so uh, we're really excited to have Colin with us. Colin is, um, he honestly, what I like, uh, in my world, I love anybody who, who doesn't accept the norm and is, and is willing to push the envelope a bit. And he, he you know, he, he doesn't define himself as an evangelist, but he saw that he wanted to grow in that area, and he just went after it. Just, and he's going to share a testimony about um, some, some people getting saved on the streets of Scotland. Mm. I love hometown victories. I love hometown victories. You want to hear a cool testimony? You know, how many of you know your family members get healed than anyone in a third world nation? Should I say it again? Your family members get healed easier than anyone in a third world nation. It's true. It's all a matter of perspective. My, my father-in-law, uh, he, like, one of the things I always declare over him is you get healed easier than anyone in a third world nation. Because uh, one time uh, I, was in, I was in Texas, and this is going to be a weird testimony, but for those of you that don't get it, come Wednesday night and <laughs> Andy will explain everything. <laughs> but we were in Texas, and uh, <laughs> Andy, you're going to have a big crowd Wednesday night. <laughs> and so, <laughs> we, we, were, we were in Texas, and, we, and one, somebody went on stage, actually a good friend of mine, Eddie Tate, went on stage, and, and he said, hey, listen, I feel like God is healing people via text message. And so, if... Um, if you love somebody and want to see them healed, text them right now and they'll get healed. And I was like, well, 
Now, I, I love a lot of people, and there's a lot of people who need to get healed. So I started texting. Uh, I texted like three people. One was my brother. Another one was my father-in-law. I just sent him a text message saying, uh, there's a healing angel in your room. Uh, you're about to get healed. This is the text, text message I sent. And uh, let me just let you know, I didn't feel like there was a healing angel in his room. I've, I've actually never even seen a healing angel. I'm just guessing they exist because there's angels out there. Um, and I'm just like, well, so I just text him, you know, this, yeah. And I get a, here's the reply that I get. Uh, he, he replies, what, what's happening? And I'm like, I don't know. And, he's, and the next, next one that he sends is, am I hallucinating? And then I reply, I don't know, but please tell me what's happening. Because <laughs> he's got my attention, right? And, and he goes, because uh, he has, he fell off of a, a building and, and broke many bones in his body. He was on the roof, fell off the roof, and broke many bones in his body. And because of all the surgeries, he actually has four inches less of less bone in his left leg. Is it his left leg? Uh, than his right leg. So there's four, it's not just like a hip alignment that's off. He actually is missing four inches of bone. And, and he's, he said, uh, my leg grew out. And I, I watched my leg grow out. crazy via text message and I was like that's amazing so I'm getting ready to get up on stage and tell this testimony like hey everybody text somebody because this is what happened and I get on stage and then uh, I'm, I'm like sharing I'm about to read the text message to everybody and then another text message comes in from him and it says it all started when the blue cloud appeared in the hallway like, is that in the Bible? Is that allowed to happen? <laughs> he, said the, he said this blue mist appeared in the hallway, came in, like crawled along the ceiling of the hallway, stood in front of him, and then entered him. And when it entered him, he was completely healed. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. I'm like, I've never seen a blue mist, but apparently when I text message people, they see a blue mist. <laughs> so about two months ago, he was diagnosed with cancer. He was diagnosed with, uh, with uh, two types of leukemia. And, and this, you know, this, especially leukemia, whoa, especially leukemia, I'm, I'm in a, uh, an invisible cage. I don't know if you see it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's diagnosed with um, with two types of leukemia, and they were very aggressive. And it, uh, they, they were they were saying, "Listen, you're going to be in the hospital for the next year. Um, do not plan to leave. We're going to be we're going to be aggressively going after this." Um, he when he showed up to the hospital the first time, he had almost no white blood cells. Like he, it was really like they were like, "This is scary." Like um, I don't know how you're walking is what the doctor said. I don't know how you're here right now. Like it, and so they they. They began to do chemo. Like he came into the hospital on Saturday. They started doing chemotherapy on Sunday, and and Jessica and I just we just said we're relentlessly going after this thing, and and so every day we began to call him 
and just pray for healing. And, we, and then uh, we had him Skype into the healing rooms at Bethel Church. And, uh, and he Skyped into the healing rooms. And he's, just, he's relentlessly going after this with us. And, and about two weeks ago now, we, uh, we, we get a, we, 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 we're talking to him. And we're, just, we're like, hey, what's going on? And, he's, and he said, the, the doctors don't know what happened. And I'm like, well, what, what do you mean? He's like, they, they, all, I, I went from having no white blood cells to I'm, I'm totally normal with my white blood cells. And, and, and they, they're, they're searching for the cancer, and they can't find it anywhere. <laughs> they, they say it's complete remission, which complete remission essentially means there's no signs or symptoms of the cancer whatsoever, which is really cool. And I, I've just taken complete remission as in doctor talk for healing. So whenever someone tells you, oh, I'm in remission of this, that means I'm healed of this. Like, just, that's Christian talk for healed. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to do something a bit fun this morning. Um, I've asked the team to get a prophetic word for Hope Church. And... Um, and so I'm going to invite the team up, and then we're going to prophesy over Hope Church, and then um, we want to do a couple of prophetic words over some of the leadership, and and then I, I have a I have a really good message. So stick around, okay? You guys want to come up? I think we all have to stand in the glass cage. <laughs> You're first. Yeah. Um, hello. Good to be here. Um, Thank you. So yeah, we're going to go through each letter. So I'm starting with H, and just felt that the Holy Spirit say, release me. So I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to come today. And I've actually seen him like, dropping uh, water balloons on each person's head. And I see that today you're going to have different encounters with the Holy Spirit. But it's not just going to be a one-day event, but it's going to continue. And you're going to see the Holy Spirit move in your life. So, yeah. Okay, we're going to play a little game. I have my word. When I say my word, I want you guys to say what comes to mind. So what comes to mind when I say overtaken? Yeah. What else? Yes, 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 yes. Overtaken by God. Overtaken by him. Overtaking the city. Overtaking hearts. That's, that's God. That's God right there. Gonna overtake, overtake it all. It's so good to be back with you guys. Oh my gosh! I don't know if I've ever felt so welcomed. That was you guys are so responsive. We love that. Hi, hey. Um, and so I have P. P. And uh, as I was looking down during praise and worship at my son, I just feeling so just in love with him, and just I, f- I felt like okay, sure. <laughs> Is that better? No problem. And uh, just, so P is for pleasure. I really just felt the, ple- like, as I was looking down at my son, I just felt like the Lord was echoing back, this is the pleasure I have for, the, for this group and for this church and for this region. Just the, so, so P is for pleasure, the pleasure of God over you guys. That's awesome. There's a lot of babies in this place. Huh? You've guys taken that thing, be fruitful and multiply. And- <laughs> You're being serious about it. 
<laughs> it's cool because I was like, I was watching my son over there. He's six months and he's just, he's banging on a drum and playing with a tambourine. And I'm like, this is the best church ever. <laughs> I just love it. I just <laughs> Uh, so I have. So if you if you haven't figured it out, we're we're taking the word hope church and we're taking the, each letter of the word and we're getting a prophetic word for each letter. And so I have E, and um, I, I I sensed that the Lord was gonna, was releasing radical encounters with His love in this next season, and and I, I really sensed it that 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 as you press in, as you, I, I I remember one day I was I was I had all these prophetic words about encounters. And I was laying in my bed um, one, one, one morning, and the Lord said, position yourself for an encounter. And, and I was like, what does that even mean? What does that look like? But I began to, I began to enter a season of, by, by choice, positioning myself, getting myself ready, clearing my mind, and, accept, uh, and like re- just receiving his acceptance and positioning myself for an encounter. And... And, and you can, so you, as a church, you can say, okay, I'm, we're going to have encounters. I hope, I hope I sovereignly get overtaken by one. Or you can, or you can say, I'm going to position myself and prepare myself for an encounter. Hi, Colin. Hello. Uh, so the next one is C. And uh, I just had caffeine. And I, I felt like the Lord wanted to, to caffeine. caffeine. Like, you know, c- drink okay, coffee. Yeah. Yeah. On the coffee shop. So. Um, <laughs> cafe. Uh, yeah, I just felt the Lord was saying that he's going to give you a caffeine shot. And I felt like in your workplace, in your life, that he's going to give you a shot where you needed like re-energized. But it's not, it's not a caffeine shot that only lasts a little bit. But I feel like there's people here that have kind of been like, oh, I need, like a, I need a re-boost. Um, so you can just take that. Yeah. Come on. I love that. Next one is an H. I actually wound up with both H's. First H um, would be heart. And I can see all the hearts in here very alive, very full of God. Definitely during worship, when I look back, I saw all those hands up. I saw all those hearts right there on your palms, just ready, just ready to receive. So there's there's a lot of heart in this church. Heart of God, for sure. I love it. And you is for undone. Just, you guys are such an inspiration. Just seeing you, again, seeing you worship, seeing, we've gotten to know some of you a little bit, and just your vulnerability with him is, is it's an inspiration. It's pretty neat to see. So, undone. I, sorry, I was like fawning over my son. He is the cutest baby on the planet. Just, I know, I know there's a lot of babies in here, but have you seen this guy? I mean, I mean, I, there's cute, and then there's Judah, so. <laughs> uh, I'm a sucker for my son. He's just, anyway, so I got R. <laughs> and, and, I, and for R, I heard releasing the supernatural. And, uh, and wh- one particular part of this word that I, I really sense strongly is that you've been, that there's been a season of practicing in here. But the Lord is ta- getting you ready to release it out there. And so there's, there's been a season of like honing the gifts, just, just harness, uh, like just getting, getting stronger, more confident in, in your ability. And it's going to be released in the city. I'll see you again. 
Um, I just felt the Lord says uh, for the church, it's a crucial time. I feel like there's going to be crucial things happening. Um, and it's exciting. So I feel like it's a crucial point in the church's history. So, yeah. Our last one, our last H, um, definitely healing. Healing. You guys, you had it in your statement at the beginning. Healing over the city, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual. I mean, we were we were knit together in our mother's room by the greatest, coolest, most awesome dad, doctor, all of the above that you can imagine. And there is nothing, nothing that he cannot heal, that he can't replenish. And I think we can we can heal many hearts. Yeah. Let's just repeat all the words that we had real fast. Are they up there? You know, we've been getting an upgrade lately. So first is Holy Spirit touching people. O is overtaking. P is pleasure. Uh, E is radical encounters. C is caffeine. H is hearts alive. Look at this. You even have like a slideshow. This is great. U is undone, R is releasing the supernatural, C is critical time, H is healing, releasing healing all forms. It's awesome. Fear is never wise. Somebody write that down. That's a good word. That'll preach. So my title for today is Fear is Never Wise. (laughs) I was, I was looking up there to see if, if someone caught on to that. No. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny because um, I, was, I was thinking about what to, to share on today, and I was actually, I, I was, it's been, it's been a big part of what I've been sharing this whole weekend is just this whole um, keys to overcoming fear, and then and she drops that bomb, and I'm like, well, maybe that's the Lord. But one of the things I, I, I want to share about um, it, I was, I, I remember it was, it was a few years ago, and I was, I was in a season of just of developing this muscle of overcoming fear and taking risk. And um, how many of you know it's a muscle? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a muscle. It's not, it's, it's not something that, you know, some of us think that we're born with just this huge over, some people are just like, you know, if you've ever met Chris Overstreet or ever heard of him or you, you just think that this guy has just got this muscle of overcoming fear and, and it, he was born with it. But it's, you know, fear over, like this, this, this piece, it's, it's just a muscle. It's something that you exercise. It's something that you do on a, on a regular basis and, and, and you and you just, it doesn't just happen overnight where you all of a sudden just, you're, you're bold in your faith. You know, you can, it can happen. Like the Prince of God just, just lands on you and all of a sudden you're, you're just going around and you're sharing your faith. But it really does, it's one moment where you're, you're at the coffee shop and you want to encourage the person behind the bar and you, and you just step out and say, hey, I just want to tell you, like, I really like your shirt or what, like yesterday, we were out to dinner. I'll just, this is a fun, quick story. And, uh, and we were just, we were, I, I called the waitress over. Said, hey, you have a second? Because she just looked like she was doing nothing, just standing in the corner. And so um, I was like, hey, you have a second? Just come over here for a second. Uh, 
Or she comes over, and I was like, what's your name? And she gives me her name, and I said, I was like, hey, we'd like to all individually encourage you. Is that all right with you? <laughs> How many of you know there's very few people on this planet that will turn down encouragement? And so the first thing, I said, we're going to start off with my friend Colin. Colin's going to encourage you first, and then we're just going to go around the table, and we're going to encourage you. Is that okay? And, and uh, this, it, it's just a good idea, by the way, to encourage a server. Uh, you're, you're probably not going to get spit in your food. I don't know if that's a Scottish thing. No, it's an American thing. You have to be careful. <laughs> so when you go to America, be very nice to your servers. <laughs> and so, and so uh, Colin just goes, hey, do you like to draw? Are you an artist? And she's like, yeah. It, it, automatically, she goes, this isn't normal encouraging. Like, she's got it. She's like, this isn't normal encouragement. Like, and he just, he starts to, to just get a word of knowledge about her, her gift to draw and then begins to prophesy about what God's going to do with that. And then she looks at him and she goes, how do you know this about me? And we just got to tell her, actually, this is Jesus. And he knows everything about you. And he really likes you. How many of you know more people need to know that Jesus likes them? And how, how many of you know that whatever you believe theologically, this is a truth, that Jesus hates sin, but he loves people? And he actually likes people. He liked you before you gave your life to him. That'll mess you up. Now, I want you to picture Jesus for a moment. And he's hanging out with prostitutes, tax collectors, and all the, all the people that all the, the, the Pharisees of the time, the religious people of the time, would never hang out with. And he liked those people. He spent most, most of his earthly ministry hanging out with those people. He just... He really, really, really loves humanity. He loves you more than you think he loves you. He's not as worried about your sin as you think he is. If you have a question about that, Wednesday night is a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Andy. You're welcome. It's because I love you, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's absolutely true. He's, he's actually not as worried about your sin as you think he is. Because he, it, obviously, we're, we're all in a process. The Lord the Lord's, you know, doesn't, doesn't want us to live in a life of sin. You know, it's like grace comes in and it, it, it's, it's, you know, you talk about, you, you look at Paul's life and Paul's writing and he says, shall we, shall we sin more so that grace may abound? And he says, absolutely not. It's ridiculous. But, but he, he, sh- he shows us that we actually, he loves people and he loves individuals and he loves you. And he's willing to, to he's already paid the price for all of your sin, past, present, and future, so he can get really close and, and hold you. Like, he, he's, he's willing to push, he, he already was willing to push through all of sin so that he can get close to you. It's 
it's really cool. It's, it's the most beautiful picture of love. Like, if you can imagine, now this is going to be a really bad analogy, and you'll can, you can just go Wednesday night. Uh, but like, Im- imagine like if he was a vampire and sin was garlic. It's like, it's, it, you, you know, and like, Jesus is not a vampire. Sin is not garlic. But we're imagining, okay? But that's, it's, oh, let's try this. Superman and kryptonite. You know what I mean? That, that may be a better analogy. Like, <laughs> Jesus is not a bloodsucker. He does live for eternity, though. <laughs> okay. Where's it? Can we start over? Is that all right? Are we okay? <laughs> Jesus is not a vampire. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't tweet that. Don't Facebook that. I don't, I don't need to explain that to my leaders, okay? <laughs> but just, like, sin is, to, sin is to Jesus what kryptonite is to Superman. Like, he, he, he can't get around it, but he paid the price. He took on all sin on himself so that he can be close to us. Yeah. It's, cra- it's crazy what, he, what's, what he's willing to do for us. And, and he's just, he's, just, I say all that to say this. You have more permission from him to come closer than you realize. Like some, some of us, we, we are so, we're so afraid to approach him. We think that if we, we do, like we'll even come into worship and, and then immediately we'll begin to show Jesus all the reasons why he shouldn't come close. It's like, please don't come close. I don't know if you've seen this. And I, I don't know if you know this about my life. And, and we just start telling him every reason why. And he's like, listen, stop. I want, I just, all I want to do is hold you. All I want to do is just embrace you. And, and I, I love this, this scripture. I'm just going to pull it up real fast. And Sorry, it's just right here. It's Ephesians 2, if you, if you want to go there. It's going to be verse 4, and then we'll probably just keep on going. If you have a Bible, or if it's... Not, why do we even bring Bibles to church, right? It's like <laughs> electronics. <laughs> Sometimes I just like to hold a paper Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else like that? I'm like, I, I don't know if I'm just getting old. No, 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 you're not old, Jan. I, I'm old. <laughs> but like sometimes I'm just like I want to hold like the paper and like feel it and I want to write in it. <laughs> this is this is this is a, one of my favorite verses. But God, who is rich in mercy, <laughs> because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved. And then He says this. And raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's a big deal. See, like, you know, some of us, we, we, we forget the but God part. It's like, 
you know, this, this, and this, you know, this is holding me back. And then, and, and he's saying, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, but God. And I want to encourage you. Take one step closer. Take, just take one step closer to him. You know, in my, in my life, I've... I found that he's always really approachable. Like, I can approach the Lord at any time. And, and, and I, used to not, I used to not believe that. I used, to be, I used to not believe that I can just, I can approach him at any time. And, and, it, and it, I remember when I first began to encounter the Lord, I actually was afraid to approach him. Because I was afraid that he would, like, it was almost like when a prophet would come to the church, and you're just like, um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go to church today. Because <laughs> the old school prophets would be like, and you are in sin, and you're in sin, and you're in sin. <laughs> and you're like, God, this is really encouraging. I don't know if this guy read 2 Corinthians 14. <laughs> oh, man, this is, this is a fun verse. Verse 7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness Toward us in Christ Jesus. Like this is, there's a lot of like extravagant language in this verse. For, first off, who is rich in mercy? He's rich in mercy. He, some of us think that he's going to run out of mercy when he comes to us. You know, it's like I know he's got enough mercy for Colin. I don't so have you seen my life? I don't know if he's got enough mercy for me. And, but he's rich in mercy. He, he's not going to run out of mercy. I love that. He might, might, in in verse 7, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. You have permission to approach him at any moment of the day. You know, one of the things that's been happening in my life recently is I, I feel like I'm more intimate with the Lord than I've ever been in all of my life. Um, and, it, and it's bizarre because I'm probably the busiest I've ever been in all my life. But I, I've, been, I've been doing something lately. I just, one, I, I had an encounter with the Lord and, and I was sitting there and I was, I was with him and I was getting so frustrated because I was like, God, I just want to spend more time with you. I just want to spend more time with you. And, and, and I just, I know I'm not spending enough time with you because I was minimizing the five minutes I would spend on the drive to work. And I was minimizing the five minutes I'd spend sitting at my desk, you know, when things calm down a bit. And I would, I would just minimize all this time I was spending with him. And he says, Ahab, I don't count the minutes that you spend with me. I count it all joy. And I, I was sitting there and I was like, Something just, I felt like I, like this this noose around my neck was taken off. And I was like, because if a thousand years is a day, and a day is a thousand years to the Lord, what does five minutes look like in your day? That what does that five minutes look like in heaven? I I, I imagine it like it's like it's it's put on repeat. And on replay, and like it's like the like you know football highlights of the day. Like he just, oh, did you see that? Oh, that's amazing. And he's pulling all the angels in. He's like, 
Hey, let's just let's just rewind now. Let's just let's. See, remember when he just what he, he 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 chose me in the middle of his day. That's beautiful. See, I remember Mike Bickle recently said. He said, "This generation, when they say yes to God, is." The most powerful yes in all of history. Not that this generation is more anointed or more powerful than any generation previously. It's that this generation has more choices than any generation previously. And in, in, a, in a room full of options, you choose him. That yes resonates louder in heaven than ever before. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, while we were still dead in our transgressions. It's amazing. Only stand. He's better than you thought. And he's better than you were taught. <laughs> I'm, I'm a declarations person, so I'm gonna, we're just going to say a couple declarations. God believes in me, believes in me. more than I believe in myself. He's brought me here for, for something bigger than I know. This is a tipping point day in my life. I'll never be the same again. He's raising me up for something bigger than I know. I'm here because I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Father, I thank you for every person in this room. I thank you for the, for the city of Glasgow. I thank you for Scotland. And we, God, we thank you that this city is won by the preaching of the gospel. We thank you that Glasgow is transformed. And Father, I thank you for the, for the leadership in this house. We say go Go faster, burn harder than ever before. And I just, Lord, just release the grace in this season to transform a city, to transform a region, and to transform a nation. We thank you, Father. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name.